Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. Gracious Father God, we come this hour of the day. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for just being God all by yourself. But as we ask that if thy will, uh, bless this Bible study, bless this lesson, bless the teacher, bless the student, let us be able to uh, saturate your word in our hearts that we may go out and help somebody along the way. Bless, heal, and deliver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, the prote- protection of justice. That first outline is Deuteronomy 5, 1 uh, through 3, and Deuteronomy 10, 12 through 13. Deuteronomy 5 and 1 through 3. And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel. The statutes and judgments which I speak in your ear this day, that ye may learn them and keep them and do them. The Lord our God made a covenant with us at Hobart. The Lord made not this covenant with our fathers, but with us, even us, who are all of us here alive this day. When Moses led the children of Israel out of uh, Egypt. Uh, he bought the laws of God and, and presented them to the people. And the people were supposed to follow those laws. Of course, we know that they wandered in the wilderness for many, for 40 years because of their disobedience and, and, and uh, not being able to follow the law. And so most of those people uh, passed away. In fact, as, as Moses, Jacob, uh, no, Moses, Caleb, and Joshua, uh, I don't think it was, but three of them that, that were there from the original people that came out of Egypt. And so now he's given a new set of, 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 of uh, well, not, it was really the same set of laws that God gave to uh, their fathers. So the set of laws that he gave to their fathers, he given them to a new generation. Because the other generation has passed away. And this generation is about to enter the, the uh, promised land. And they're going to cross over Jordan into the land that he promised to their forefathers many years earlier. And so the scripture says, Oh, uh, hear, O Israel, and and to hear in this context, it means more than just to listen, but it means to listen intently and and to understand, not only to understand, but to heal and obey. So he's telling them that this is a serious thing that we are about to enter into. Uh, What the Lord has set up for us is, 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 uh, how we are to conduct and do and, and, 
and uh, the behavior we're supposed to take to uh, behave our lives in. He's letting them know that we ought to live what I'm telling you about today. He talks about the statue. And a statue is a divine law that covers the requirements for health and hygiene, rules that determine their moral conduct and human relationships. Uh, it's a law given without any reason or justification. A uh, law given to establish description of moral regulation given not only to the people, but to the priests. And er everything required by the covenant was a matter of life and blessing, if properly observed, and death and cursing, if ignored or broken. So it was set up to where if you do what the Lord has asked you to do and, and commanded you to do, there was blessing, there was a reward. And in other words, that was like a, uh, father that says, you get all A's and I give you a reward. The same uh, connotation is here. That if you obey my command and, and do as I will, there's blessing in there for you. But if you don't, there's cursing. So he, he sets up the statue. And then he talks about the judgment. And a divine judgment associated with God and may refer to the process whereby a verdict is reached or uh, the verdict itself is bound up in the notion of justice and righteousness. And we know that God can't do nothing that's unrighteous. He's, he's, he is so holy that everything he do is fair and just. So it was set up in, in that con same context that you may learn them and keep them and do them. And so that was, when you're talking about learning something, you, you're saying that you're going to be taught and and uh, and uh, and uh, like we are in school, you're going to be taught how to, to understand them and how to to relate to them uh, and to keep is to have these statutes and judgments fresh on your mind all the time. That's how you are supposed to be uh, uh, take this this Bible that the judgment in this case because the Bible is not here yet, but. You have to take it and be, let it be on your mind all the time. You have to live it daily. To do is to have our life governed by all that God requires of them. It is associated with the covenant. So uh, remind him that this is the covenant that he gave to uh, their forefathers on my Sinai when they came out of Egypt. First, uh, second part that he's talking about in is Deuteronomy 10 and 12, and he talks about to keep the Sabbath day and sanctify it as the Lord thy God has commanded thee. Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work. And what he's told them and, and, and set up for them is, is all about obedience. Uh, obedience to the Lord is to keep to all of this stuff. And and one of the ways we can be, be uh, follow what the Lord has set up for us to do is to fear, walk, love, and serve, and keep. So all those things are, are set up in there. But in, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So to fear God is to love, doing all within our power to please God and, and refrain from uh reflecting poorly upon the character and greatness of God. 
it is God who created and made us and formed us and and and, and we ought to be subject to him in a very special way. The power of God's character ought to be enough for us to fear him. Uh, and not to be in, in the sense of being frightened, but in a in a in a respect of being uh respect him. And we ought to walk with him. Walk is similar is a symbol of living, our daily walk. God's people were to live so that they did uh, not what was uh, part of their self or others of the world, but only what God required them to do was what they were supposed to do. And to love him. Love is the only ground for the people of God to be justified in obeying the will of God. To love God is to have confidence in him as our father, and he is our recourse and all that we need. He provides our every need. And to serve the Lord thy God. So we are to serve him with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul. So Moses has set up how uh, the children of Israel are to behave. How they are to behave. And he set the ground rules on, on, on what they all to do. In the second part is Deuteronomy 27, 1 through 3. And Moses with the elders of Israel commanded the people, saying, Keep all the commandments which I have commanded you this day. And it shall be on the day which, when ye shall pass over Jordan into the land which the Lord thy God has given thee, that thou shalt set thee up great stones and plaster them with plaster. And thou shalt write upon them all the words of this law. When thou hast passed over, that thou mayest go into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, a land that flows with milk and honey, that the Lord thy, the Lord God of thy fathers has promised thee. So as to keep the commandments of the Lord and the statutes, uh, it is the justice of God that the people of God are to obey what he has asked them to do. And so, Moses commanded the people to write the laws on stone when they entered into the promised land. Uh, they were to write all the commandments God gave them and to her, uh, and uh, to rehearse them to the people. And the law uh, consisted of all the laws that God had required Israel to obey, all the statutes, all the judgment uh, requirements for them to do. And it said he had set up the elders of Israel uh, are included in this assignment with Moses. And, and one of the reasons he does that is because Moses would not enter the promised land. But God want to make sure that, that the, the laws are not lost, but they're carried on uh, from one generation to the next. And Moses and the elders uh, of Israel commanded the people saying, keep the commandments which I command you this day. And it shall be on this day when y'all shall pass over Jordan into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, that thou shalt set up stones and fluster them with fluster. Uh, he let them know that when they're in of that promised land, that that, uh, that one of the first things they ought to do is to, is to set up this uh, altar. 
they'll, they'll to do that right away. Uh, in other words, don't put nothing before God. Before you build your homes or whatever you're going to do, do this first. Because you want to make sure that you stay in good standing with the Lord. And thou shalt set up stones and cluster with them with cluster. And thou shalt write upon them all the words of the law when thou passest over, and thou mayest go into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, a land flowed with milk and honey, as the Lord thy, of thy fathers has promised thee. One of the ways that you can see uh, what the Lord is, is, is setting up for them is it, it, set up in verses 12 and 13 it, it gives you a better understanding of what it's going to be like once they get there and i just stand and there was two mountains one of them might get room and the other one might and i hope i'm saying them right might evil and and certain tribes were to be in uh, in between the two it's kind of like a valley and and the tribe were to together in in that valley and uh, those that stand on upon Mount Gershom uh, were, were, uh, were to say what the blessings the Lord has set before them. And those tribes were Jordan, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Hezekiah, Joseph, and Benjamin. Uh, and then on, on, on the uh, Mount Eva was the one that... that uh, what the hell of what the cursing would be, and that was Reuben, God, Asher, Zephilon, Dan, and Nephitur. Uh So they were to set out the divine curses on the people if they didn't do what they do. So these again, these these mountains formed a perfect amphitheater type of setting where the people in the valley could plainly and clearly hear what was spoken from the position of the two mountains. Uh, so God had given uh, the uh, tribes uh, assignment to speak either the blessing or the cursing. Uh, two truths that can be first, the people would not have any doubt as to what was in store for them because of who was speaking. So if it came from uh, one side, the side of blessing, we know, then they knew it was a blessing. If the address came from the cursing side, that they knew that they were doing something that was not right. Uh, uh, secondly, the people knew that God would warn them of their sins so that they could repent and be blessed of God. So, but God did not show favor to his people, but rather he dealt with them in accordance with their deeds. So he has, he has this set up. Uh, that's what... The, Deuteronomy 27 is, is talking about. So he made it clear so that everyone would know exactly what he was trying to get them to see. And they shall write all the words of the law when thou hast passed over that thou mayest go into the land which the Lord thy God given thee, a land, a land flowing with milk and honey, as the Lord of thy fathers has promised thee. Um, but the people of God, we ought to never relax. Uh, uh, from displaying obedience to God and living in accordance with his will and word. And the reason why we we uh, all not to do that because it, it destroys our spiritual growth. If we allow ourselves to become complacent and we never keep growing and we, and, and we uh, 
don't keep developing ourselves. Uh, we we become stagnant. So God wanted them to always be uh, becoming more and more spiritual growth. Uh, and, and so, and the best way to do that is to see God when God's people are serving and obeying Him. They was going to be doing exactly what God wanted them to do. In other words, the the, the Gentiles or the other the other nation were to see how God had blessed them, and that's one reason that He, he dwells so much about when you obey Me, I bless you. Is that uh, Gentiles were going to see how God had blessed them? In other words. Why is your God blessing you so much? And that will give you an opportunity. We are to do that even today. Uh, uh, if someone asks you that seems like you're doing so well, we are, it's our opportunity to say, it's not me, it's the Lord. It's the way the Lord is blessing me. And, and, and when he blesses me, uh, uh, that gives you an opportunity to let him know that he's, he's not a respected person, but he'll also bless you. So it's your opportunity to testify about the greatness of God. So uh, that's really one of the reasons that he wanted them to make sure that they uh, stayed faithful to him, that he might be able to bless them the way that he wanted to bless them. Uh, and so he set up them in a place where they would be able to the other country, other nations could see them and, and see how greatly he had blessed them. And when you think about the two places now, uh, my Gitterin was a beautiful, fertile, grassy, and water land. It was particularly designed as a proper place of blessing. The Mount Ebal was facing a barren and desert land. It was uh, most particularly designed as a place of curses. So you see the similarities in, in what God was trying to indwell in his people. Um, now, verse uh, Deuteronomy 27, 4 through 10, picks up the last part of this, this lesson. It reads, Therefore, it shall be when ye be gone over Jordan, that you shall set up these stones, which I command you this day, in Mount Eva, and thou shalt plaster them with plaster, and thou shalt Thou build an altar unto the Lord thy God, an altar of stone that shall not lift up any iron tool upon it. Thou shalt build the altar of God with God of whole stone, and thou shalt offer burnt offerings for upon the upon the Lord thy God, and thou shalt offer peace offerings, and shalt eat there. And rejoice before the Lord thy God, and thou shalt write upon the stones all the words of this law very plainly. And Moses and the priests and Levi spoke unto all Israel, saying, Take heed and hearken, O Israel, this day. Thou art become the people of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt therefore obey the voice of the Lord thy God, and do his commandments and his statutes which I command you this this day. So the site is Mount Evil. It appears that uh, this commandment to build this monument uh, and write the laws on it was uh, to be uh, their first priority. 
So there there shouldn't be anything above God. Not even the building of like that building of their their homes or uh, or any other thing. But this was to come first. They were the first set up. In other words, we are the first uh, our first of all we do ought to go to the Lord. And then said, build an altar unto the Lord thy God. In the land of Cain, there were many hours, um, gods of all kinds that you could imagine. The altar was to be a place where the people of God would gather as an appointed place to meet God. It was established in the eyes of the people of God and the people of the land who, who the Israelites uh, was to know that this is our God. Uh, as an immigrating, and the Israelites were immigrating into that area. And so they were saying to the people of that land that we did not come into this land to give up uh, our God for, for their God, but that we come in this land, we're going to continually to obey our God because he is holy. Uh, and so an altar unto the Lord thy God. And this altar was symbolic of Israel saying that they were committing their lives unto God. The altar symbolized uh, what they were committing, that they, they were dedicated to God of Israel. If God was to be Israel, God, they had to commit themselves to him in a covenant way. And this is what they're doing when they build this altar and make these sacrifices. They are committing themselves to him. Israel was agreeing with God that they would obey the commandment of the covenant they were making with God. And it was to make an altar of stone that shall not lift up any iron tool upon them. So these stones were to be natural ones. They weren't to take no no mella and, and shipping those uh, stone cutters and, and, and cut them some stone, but these were supposed to be natural stones. And the reason for this was to signify that God did not require anything from man except uh, himself to be willing to have a relationship with him. He didn't require him to, to, to do anything other than that. And it still requires that the only thing he asks of us is that we believe on him and trust him. Uh, in other words, have faith in him. It was a reminder that era that nothing outside of giving their heart to God was worth worthy to bring to the table. God had established this covenant with them. And I said, Offer burnt offering thereupon unto the Lord thy God. And Moses tell the people that they are were to make the altar of whole stone, signifying that the people were to come before him with their whole heart and accept the covenant in its entirety. The burnt offering were to signify that it was and and through the sacrifice and atonement of Christ, who would redeem us from the curse of the law. In other words, the law had some curses in it, but when God, when when Christ went to the cross, he redeemed us from the curse of the law. Mount Eber was the place where curses was proclaimed by the six leaders of Israel. It is the Mount Eber where uh, there was um, burdens, desolate, and desert, all of which represented under the curse of the law. The altar being built there uh, with all the significance uh, uh, and that Christ redeemed all his servants from the curse of the law. So to build it in this place rather than in the other place lets us know in spite of all the curses that was on us, 
God took, um, Christ took on all those curses and redeemed us from them. The burnt offering was an offering made for the sins of man. God's people were to first deal with their sin before they were to enter in any expression of thanksgiving or rejoicing. In verse 7, And I shall offer peace offering, and shall eat there and rejoice before the Lord thy God. The burnt offering came before the peace offering. In the peace offering, it was uh, divided into three parts. God's part, which was uh, burnt on the altar. Another part was the priest that sacrificed on the altar, and made the sacrifice. And the third part was the one that bought the offering, and he ate with his friends. So in other words, they all took a part in that. God, uh, the priest, and and the person that bought the off, uh, offering to the altar. And the people of God were to show their gratitude and thanksgiving to God for bringing them uh, safely into the promised land, the land of Canaan, and eating of the sacrifice is symbolic of our fellowship, uh, rejoicing is symbolic of our thanksgiving, gratitude and commitment to God for his greatness and goodness, and the people manifest their truth and their celebration. All this was depicted in the peace offering. And then 8 through 10 talks about the purpose of the written law. And that shall write upon the stones all the words of the law plainly. The law of God written on the stone verifies that the law of God was written for all the people of God to read, study, and follow. Uh, Secondly, the law was uh, to be permanently before the people for instruction and compliance which governed their lives. And thirdly, the law was written clearly teaching that the people were to learn and, and could read and write. In other words, they were going to be educated so they could study and, and continually know what God is teaching. Uh, and Moses and the priests and the Levites spoken to all Israel, saying, Take heed, hearken, uh, O Israel, this day thou art become the people of the Lord. On the same day, Moses and the Levites priests spoke this commandment to the people. Moses and the priests were particularly interested, interested in the people, being instructed in the law of God and also seeing God implemented in their lives. Commitment of the people was to take Eve, meaning that uh, this is uh, the silence in blood that they were not equally in the covenant with God. In other words, uh, they are not on an equal status with God, but they are below God. God is as long as alone in who He is, uh, and it was to obey the voice of the Lord through Moses, the priests and prophets, and ultimately Jesus Christ. So we see here that the, the God is setting up wants us to know that he has made a covenant with us through the Lord Jesus Christ and we are to obey his command, instruction, and will. That's all I have. Any, any comments from anybody?
I just like to say, uh, the teacher and to uh, everyone assembled tonight, it was a great lesson, protection of justice. And I was just uh, want to go to the first outline through the third outline and listen to the covenant. And we know a covenant, as they was talking earlier with Moses, called uh, all the Israel. A covenant is agreement. And all of us have agreements. We make agreements, and when God says what he said, he means what he said, and say what he means. And the second outline said, love, obey, and serve him. Uh, you cannot serve him without loving him. Because uh, when you love him, you're going to love him with your whole heart, body, mind, and soul. And it said that you're going to obey him. When you love him, you're going to do his will and his uh, do his will and his ways, and then you're going to serve him. How do you serve him? You go serve him by going and helping others. And the third outline shared with us, you always said, to be a blessing for the next generation. And I, I really uh, dwell on that one because we got to realize somebody coming after us and uh, we got to set the foundation and we got to go back to the basics. And when we go back to the basics, we could be a blessing for the next generation and when we be a blessing for the next generation, we got to let them know that it's not going to be a, a smooth sailing. It's going to be some uh, rocky days and some good days, bad days, but yet we ought to be a blessing for the next generation. Yeah, to me, what for me today, what really uh, caught my attention was it says it's not enough to learn the command or ordinance with one's head. God desires for the people to be trained by the law to live in accordance with the law. You know, and, and you know, you know, for me, it's like, it, it told me, you know, living a double standard life, you know, that's not pleasing to God. And regardless mm-hmm. of where I'm at, who I'm around, and once I'm at, I have to put God above, above all other things. You know, you know. Sometimes I put myself in in, in a situation or around a group of people where, you know, it's not rational. It's not sensible to be a God-loving person. Mm-hmm. But for me to be a true Christian, I have to let don't let society. What kind of behavior I'm gonna have? And who and mm-hmm. what what standard I'm gonna have? So that was that was come my attention a great deal today. Amen. Amen. Okay, Prince. Nobody else in your hand. Again, we are thankful. Thank you all for sharing in with us on tonight. And we ask that you would continue uh, to pray for everybody and everybody pray for somebody. Um, mm-hmm. I'm asking in advance that we pray in advance uh, for uh, the Lord has uh, allowed me to uh, carry his word on a series for the month of December. I know it's Christmas time, but yet uh, his word goes forward in, in a series. So uh, 
we're gonna and we're gonna deal with our uh, responsive reading. We're gonna deal with our mission, our vision, and our scripture. And uh, we are entitled this whole month. Uh, this title for the series is "Back to God." That's the whole title. But Sunday we will deal with our uh, mission, and that's our first. Uh, and we're gonna ask that you look at uh, John chapter nine, verses three and five. Uh, we're going to deal with that on Sunday morning. If the Lord see fit, we're going to deal with that with our mission. So we're praying that you would pray with us and pray for us. The Lord has uh, been dealing with me on a lot of that. And uh, when you uh, hear it and when you begin to see the insight, you'll see why he gave us the uh, subject of this whole month uh, back to God. So pray for us. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Amen. So thank God for all of you tonight. Uh, if there's any special requests of prayer before we close, let us know uh, at this time. If there's any special this time. If not, we will just pray for everybody because all of us have a special need. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word on tonight. We ask that you will just continue to bless, lead, and guide us. Father God, we know that you've got the power in thy hands. We know that heaven and earth is in thy hands. And we ask that thy will tonight that you just continue to cover us upon the blood of Jesus. Uh, we ask that you, we know that you will, because you said in your word that you will. Uh, bless the sick, children, and the bereaved family. Let everyone know that you sit high and look low. Whatever their needs are, you will supply our needs, not our wants. Bless, heal, and to deliver on tonight. And Master, we are not being selfish, but we ask a special blessing upon all those that are online on tonight. And we ask a special blessing upon the Walnut Grove family as we endow uh, into the Holy Spirit, as we endow uh, with this series back to God. Bless, heal, and deliver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church Podcast. If you feel led to do so, you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.